I've learned over the years and a lot of years of Rishi hunting here, it's getting to be about, it's been about 11 years in this forest hunting Rishis. And if we get one, like what happened yesterday, where it's in the forest through the winter and gets through the winter without getting moldy, because, you know, they come new every year. Some of the tree mushrooms keep growing like chaga, but Rishis come new every year. If you get it then and then get it back and I can get it on my wood burning stove up in the drying rack, it'll crisp up and you can literally break it and almost powder it by hand. Those are the best. You just revealed what people need to go hunting for. I think people need to get out. <laughs> the most important thing is that, that what you're talking about and what I'm talking about, I haven't been able to go up to find that, that redwood reishi. Those are real experiences like going to, like taking a trip to a great, to, to the Shaolin temple or something like that. There's an experience you get when you're standing with a tree and a reishi and you just see nature. Then you get a good go home and make it part of you. And then you become, you reflect its energy. It's a very strong thing. It's kind of, um, just a very spiritual act. And the fact that you've got that, um, this is a good day we're talking. That's why you probably why you only slept three hours and got up at one o'clock in the morning and then uh five o'clock in the morning started doing your deep breathing. It's it's um <laughs> maybe. I think you might be right. I also melted down a whole bunch of wax, like beeswax yeah. from mm-hmm. years and years and years of, of beeswax candles and that permeated through the air. That's that negative ions. I, I think that's another aspect of energy that's really interesting is that if the amount of negative ions in the atmosphere is greater, like three out of five, it's you're going to have a, a crispness in the air, a cl- clarity in the air, and a, like an energy that comes from the air than is different if it's two out of five. In the Santa Ana conditions of Los Angeles, like when those, you know, at the end of August, beginning of September, when the Santa Anas kick on, the wind blows out of the desert, it has more positive ions in it. And so you get kind of lazy, you just want to lay at the beach all day in the sun. It's kind of it's, that. I think that's a piece of it too. It's very interesting. Negative ions are a key thing um, in life. You really um, that's part of feng shui. You know, it's actually putting yourself in a position where you live, where you're getting a breeze that mainly comes from where the negative ions are. So in Los Angeles, being on the West Coast here, we want you want to sort of be able to get that ocean breeze where 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 the negative ions are very high. Also, putting plants in your house. I mean, you you are very lucky to be living in a forest, you know, a good part of the year. I also am lucky because I've, I've worked hard to get put myself in a position where I can live in a semi-forest. I have 50 trees on my lot here in Los Angeles, pine trees and old oak trees and some other things. Those are also producing negative ions. And when the winds blow, even though they're Santa Ana, they're still blowing through the trees. And, like, I think that there's a lot of evidence, and it's just obviously true, if you put big plants in your house, those produce far more negative ions as well. So that helps to support those those positive ion stages, which are very irritating and um, um, they dry your body out. There's a, there's a saying in um, Chinese medicine that the wind magnifies any condition a hundredfold. So when the Santa Ana winds are blowing, it really does magnify the heat and the dryness and the, and the uh, it, it draws chi out of your body. So you have to put more chi into your body. And let me just say that there's, um, we have a formula at Dragon Herbs, um, which I've been, which was the first thing my teacher, Sung Jin Park, ever taught me. It was called Healer's Tea. And Healer's Tea rest- maintains your fluids and your capacity to maintain control your negative ions within your body during the Santa Ana winds. It's a really, so whenever the Santa Ana winds blow, then we uh, all, all my people that know about this, we all start firing up the uh, 
healer's tea, which is based on an herb called dendrobium. Dendrobium is an orchid, but it helps you to store your um, your fluids and your yin and your jing, and you don't burn out. You can easily see that's the that's the one of the key great things about being an herbalist is it you can take things on a daily basis. If you can get them like reishi or wild ginseng and these things, but you can also find things that help you to adapt to the moment if you have some experience. So healer's tea during the Santa Ana winds, no problem. It's just you just have to wait that week out. And then always after the Santa Ana winds, there's a big gush of air coming in from the other direction. And then that's just um, you've made it through. So that's how I do it. That's how that, I do it. That brought something up. You, you reminded me of something right there, and that is, you know, really where most people are is they're, they're on some kind of a stimulant every day. It's usually coffee, right? Or, um, sometimes green tea or sometimes it's black tea or sometimes it's whatever, you know, whatever stimulant they have access to. Maybe it's tobacco on the morning drive, ride to mm-hmm. work. Um, mm-hmm. as an herbalist, maybe you can comment on, I, I call it herbal correctness. Like if, yeah, you can have that, but then you have to have the opposite of that to balance it out. You know what I mean? Like the way Rishi balances out coffee. Yeah, I think that um, caffeine, which is what most of those things you just described, can have a negative influence if that's if that's your drink, if that's what you're drinking, and then you run on that raw energy. That's a very shallow energy. That's that's just drawing on your own energy. That's actually sucking energy right out of your body, out of your adrenals, and so forth. It itself, caffeine itself, isn't actually doing anything other than drawing your own energy out. So that's depleting. That's a leak. You see, if you do that all the time, you'll age more quickly. You'll you'll see it in your skin and your wrinkles and your eyes, your hair. Everything gets older. Certainly with being tonic herbalists, we know that you can do kind of a lot more things if you're also replenishing what you're using up. And that's just, like you said, reishi. But to tell you the truth, the healer's tea or things with dendrobium, these yin tonic herbs, yin meaning things that replenish the, the energy that you've lost, and also they're moistening. They keep your, your tissues moist and soft and loaded with energy. These things are, are you need to drink them in between your cup of coffee. If you have a cup of coffee in the morning, then you make some vergus root or dendrobium or uh, other yin tonic herbs, ramanium, these kind of things. They restore you. I don't think that um, a little caffeine is going to hurt people if you're also doing the opposite and restoring it. But, you know, I think uh, often like... Um, you know, like there's this thing, you know, like there's Zen tea ceremony, and it's Zen. And the whole point of it is you drink this tea, which has a balance of um, has caffeine and it also has L-theanine. And the balance actually stimulates your mind that helps you to stay calm. And like when you go to the Shaolin Temple or you read great books on the Tao of tea, these people aren't becoming jittery, and they're not draining themselves. And often they live to be 100 years old or more, yet they're using the stimulant daily, but it's because they're also doing the opposite. They're attaining balance, and balance is, um, is an art to life. There's tools in nature that help you keep your balance. That's Once again, back to it, that's why you take tonic herbs, is more to regulate your systems and functions, keep them in balance, and you have to do it without quite thinking about every detail. And um, if you do that, you can get away with um, doing a few wilder things. I don't, you know, you still have to keep them in balance um, if you're wise. You know, a lot of younger people don't know that. They they think they can get away with everything, but eventually they pay the piper. You know? I'm so, so glad you said that because we got a lot of younger people tuning in, and it's like get started now, get started on the tonic herbs today. This is your this is your time before any problems develop, before anything, and just get into it as a lifestyle. 
Um, you mentioned a whole, you ran a whole list of herbs right there, the yin herbs. Can you go over that list really quickly again? Dendrobium is an orchid. Um, it's the pod. It's the, uh, it, we favor the kind that's the actual, it's the, it's the sort of the, the flower pod of dendrobium. And, uh, we make an extract of it. Now, dendrobium is, is one of the, actually in the old Taoist book, they, they call it the Taoist canon, which is the main book of Taoism throughout the history of China. It's a collection. They have a chapter with naming the 10 top herbs in Taoism and dendrobium was considered first because it replenishes so remarkably quickly. Like, literally, if you drink dendrobium, in 20 minutes you've restored the, the jing that you spent over the last day. So it's so they also call it like honeymooner's tea. You can just kind of get, get what that's about. Or healer's tea. Like people who are in the healing arts who are giving up their energy. Like you're giving to people. You're you're being compassionate, but you're, you're channeling energy outward as a healer. Then you're giving up your jing. So in China, they say healers die young, except in China. And that's because people in China know that you can, that you can restore that healing energy that you're giving up. So that's dendrobium. Another one is, um, asparagus root, herbal. That's a big um, one. You know, asparagus root is, um, I'm drinking it right now. I'm actually staring at a nice, desktop botanical garden pot of asparagus root and uh, astragalus and a couple other herbs like that. So asparagus is is very moistening. Like when you get it dry and then you put it into the tea, it puffs up and becomes a very viscous um, herb and it's coating to your body. It restores your the, the lubrication to your lungs, um, which I've mentioned is incredibly important because we want to breathe deep. The 10 minutes, the 10 times a day, that's just a start. You want to be able to breathe deeply a lot. So that restores your lungs, keeps your sinuses moist, your skin beautiful. All these yin tonics also reflect onto the, your beauty on the outside in terms of the skin texture and the moisture and so forth. So asparagus root probably is my favorite thing. I I literally have gone to China more than a hundred times, and um, um, every single time I go, I've got this obsession to look for the best asparagus root that I can get wild from the different mountains they collected in the mountains and, and in little bits. And you know, like as you mentioned it, um, this morning I actually was going through and organizing all of my collection of asparagus roots I've gotten from different places over the last few years, and I sort of organized them. And Davey, you should come by and we can drink some asparagus root. Now, the other one I mentioned was Romani. That's a, um, a root that uh, of, a pl- of a lovely little plant that um, it happens to grow in China, but you can grow it in your own backyard. But it's a basis of many, many restorative types of herbal formulas in Chinese medicine. So many formulas have Ramania. And Ramania is, um, it restores your, it, it maintains your yin balance in your blood. It, uh, it just keeps you youthful. And it's considered one of the great anti-aging and actually restores youth type of herbs. These are yin tonics. Goji berries is another one. If you get good goji berries, that'll restore the yin. So people, you know, you want yang. Yang is your power. That's your inner power. When I say yang, like a yang herb, it makes you strong. It makes you want to be vigorous and go outward and expand. And, you know, it's creative energy. Like uh, it's, it's mental power. It's sexual power. It's physical power. But yin is the stuff it's made from. It's your hormones. It's your, it's actually the juice of life. So you need both. And, um, if you're using coffee, all you're doing is burning up your yin and your reserve energy. So obviously you need to restore that. It doesn't come back by, wishful thinking. You need to actually put it back in your body. So 
Healers die young, except in China, they say. Of course, us, no Chinese herbs, that counts. So we take yin herbs. I know you take yin herbs. I take yin herbs. They're, they're incredibly important because that's restoring what you've used up. Hosho Wu is another one. Hosho Wu is the most famous of the restorative herbs, and it's restoring your yin. But you know how Hosho Wu works is that it's a root that in Chinese medicine, they say, is the strongest collector of qi from the earth of any plant in the world. It just, it sucks the qi from like everywhere around up into the root, and then it stores it as, as yin jing. And then when we consume that, we're getting all that re- restorative power. So those are my favorite um, yin tonic herbs. There are others, but that's, those are certainly um, the ones people should be, everybody should be familiar with. Yeah. When we're thinking about energy, Ron, and we're getting into these different subjects and angles on energy, and by the way, if you're just tuning in or you're just tapping into this recording, you're hearing Ron Teagarden, famous herbalist, Dragon Herbs from Los Angeles. I'm Dave Avocado Wolf. We're both gearing up for the longevity conference. Anyway, Ron, when you're when you're dealing with energy and all these different types of energy, something comes up really dominant pretty quick, you know, right behind hydration. That's making sure you have enough salt in your body and the right kind of salt mm-hmm. in your body. Can you give us like the Dallas perspective on salt and its importance or lack thereof in the diet? What's where's that fit into the energy equation? Salt, salt, something people should think about. It's, it's a first of all, it's highly maligned, you know, these days because because we went through an era of sodium chloride being put on our tables as children and um, as people in the last generation. To me, that's not salt. That's just a chemical. Um, when I think of salt, I'm thinking of minerals. I don't know how you, how you you relate to it, but like like we need minerals. We need dozens of minerals in our body to function on all cylinders. Like like different functions. Um, I think the body can use 50 or 60 different minerals, maybe more. You know. So in particular, for example, I use minerals from the Great Salt Lake, which has 80 trace minerals. Well, you can get the mineral salt from the ocean or from different beds around the world. We make this healer's tea, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, for restoring yourself or protecting yourself, actually, during the Santa Ana winds when the positive ions are overwhelming the negative ions. We have we put minerals in there. That's one of the fundamental ingredients of that formula, and this is an ancient formula. It goes back more than 2,000 years. They put some minerals in there because then that um, helps the electrolytes within your body to function highly. So we use great salt-like minerals. And like we're thinking of switching to the Himalayan salts, but when we had an analysis done, we found out that there was a lot more sodium in the Himalayan salt than there was in the um, great salt lake salt, which just happens to be right here in the United States and a, an amazing source of 82 trace minerals. You can stick a plug into it, you know, certain kinds of uh, sensitive plugs and light light bulbs with it. And that's really just in a, in a nutshell, what, what our body needs. We need minerals. So there are herbs and there are foods that provide minerals. I mean, seaweeds, all the different sea vegetables provide all these trace minerals. Um, hydrilla, a superfood, and many of the different, more superfoods tend to provide lots and lots of minerals. And so we need that. I like mineral salts and I really would say that sodium chloride simply as it, that would be even iodized, is kind of poison overall. That's, of course, part of the whole um, cardiovascular metabolic syndrome issue of America, you know, is that, that we did something to give people 
salt. I think salt became famous because it helped preserve meat back in the Middle Ages, but it got diverted to being part of the taste function. Everybody likes the taste of something a little bit more mineral, but I think people should find um, taste factors that are um, much more complete. That's our take. So no, no formula on the planet is more Taoist than healer's tea. That was provided to me by my teacher. It's a thousand-year-old formula used by the Taoists, and it actually contained a sprinkling of, of mineral salt. Actually, the mineral salts they used used to use came from a volcano up in North China that um, called My Fun Stone. It was highly high in, very high in trace minerals, but now we have perfected it. And I think that um, people should study that and get the highest mineral value they can get. You need little, uh, small amounts of molybdenum or whatever, that, you know, molybdenum and, uh, you know, all the different things in small amounts. We need them. You know, that's so, that's how I feel. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, yeah. Ron, okay, we, we're gearing up for an amazing, amazing yeah. show. We're coming into the Longevity Now conference. Yeah, and you're going to be there. We're going to have the best time ever as we usually do. I can't wait to see you and I will be in LA enough to, to come over and hang out and, and can't wait to be back over your house. Can't um, wait. What's the sneak preview for what's coming up for you at the show? Real quick, well, a couple minutes. Uh, <laughs> first of all, um, we're working um, really hard here at uh, Dragon Herbs um, in developing some uh, new amazing products. So, you know, we want to stay herbal and natural. Um, where we don't want to get too far off the road. But there's, you know, at the same time, the other side of the of the coin is that um, research is just it's just accelerating in the world of natural foods and and what these things do. And you know, you you like the scientific side as much as I do. I didn't really talk too much science today, but research is taking place over in China. And I and I'm not going to talk. I don't want to talk about people's heads when I talk about the science. There are some new ways to extract the herbs that, that expose some of the ingredients that, uh, we believe, um, are provably, um, at this point, life extending and improved functioning of the brain in particular and cardiovascular system. So I'm going to be releasing, um, in particular one new product, which is, uh, super pill number three. I'm going to actually announce it at, at the Longevity Now conference, which um, I can't wait. We're uh, really in the final stages of getting that produced and ready to go for the for that conference. Also, right now, we're um, we're studying a lot of oil. Uh, I, you know, oil, I mean, it's not a topic we talked about. I'll just touch for a second, but oil is incredibly important for your life. You know, we are, you know that, and I, and I think you're, you're, everybody listening gets that. There are um, fantastic oils now that can be extracted from, from the Chinese herbs like shizandra, and ginseng, and actually reishi spore oil, of course, donghuai oil. Understanding what these can do play a great role. You can actually take a, a like a quarter of a teaspoon of these oils every day and get magnified benefits of the herbs in an oil that we can use um, in our smoothies, in our food, um, in our teas, and so forth. So I'm going to be introducing a few new oils, I think, that are going to blow people's mind. We'll sample them out and have some fun with those. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Ron. Thanks for your time. Everybody, that was Ron Teagarden, DragonHerbs.com. He'll be at the LongevityNowConference.com, the LongevityNowConference.com event. The event is September 30th through October 2nd, that weekend, 2016, at the Anaheim Hilton, right next to Disneyland in Southern California. I'm David Avocado Wolf, wishing you the best day ever. I know Ron is, too. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, David.